welcome to the Nick Dada Thought Experiment. I want us today to discuss a topic that is very rarely visited and I'm sure many of us have experienced it, whether with our loved ones, with strangers who come back with an accent and whatnot. <laughs> I want to discuss uh, what it is for a young person, and by young I mean like you're 18 or 17, just come out of high school, and then you're being shipped off to a different country, and you don't even speak the language, or if you're lucky, you do, but sometimes you don't. And how is it setting up a whole other life there? And more important, how difficult is the transition if you decide to come back home? Because when you're here, home is home. You know, you're comfortable. It makes sense to you. But for someone who's been away for several years, has gone for a different tangent, that decision to come back home, whether it's for love, for family, for money, for lack of options, how is that transition? I want us to discuss that today. And I'm joined by the one and only famously infamous Odukres. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for inviting me. Ben time. Odukres, yeah. you're in Germany for a minute. I want to start from the, from the end of this story. How was the transition back? Um, I think to talk about the transition back, we have to really think about the time I spent there because the transition back was a decision that was informed immediately I actually got to Germany. I went to Germany when I was 19 years. I was Wait, you got to Germany and the decision to come back. Yeah, imagine. I did. I was one of those people. I was one of those people who used to know that I will not have my time in Germany for a very long time. I knew that if I go to school there, if I study, if whatever happens, I knew that I needed to come back home and have my life at home. So, as much as I was there, each and every year, for the people who knew me, I was always home. You know, this was as easy as um, as I was going through my education and we needed to do, like, internship. Mm-hmm. I literally did my internship in Kenya. Okay, I'm starting to see how the decision to come back was. <laughs> yeah, so right. it was. So every time that I needed to do internship, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go to a bank and do my internship there. When I came back and they needed me to do my last paper, I came and I actually had my last thesis in Kenya. So for me, it was never a hard decision to come back home um, because I knew immediately I graduate. I need to come back and impart the knowledge that I have learned there. And was in a pretty good country. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. This decision to come back home, which you made as soon as you arrived in Germany, mm-hmm. at no point was it shaken? It was never shaken. How many years were you in Germany for? Eight years. Fucking hell, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not edit that. Fucking hell, sorry. Eight years. Yeah. And for eight years, you never doubted the decision to come back home? No, I did not. And it's not because I didn't like staying. I'm going to mention the country I was in. I loved Germany. Germany will always be my second home. Like, I really, really love Germany. But I was not of the opinion that you should go and study and stay there and then get married and then use the 
you know, the, the knowledge, the resources that have actually been put in your head to promote those people, but actually to use it. I mean, <laughs> to promote the Germans. They were really, I had the opportunity to go to Fakokschule Ingolstadt, which is like the University of Applied Sciences in Ingolstadt. So for me, it was like, okay, when you're done with your school, what are you going to do? And for the whole time I was there, remember I was working the whole time and I was a student. So for Are you me, self-sponsored? I was self-sponsored. Self. You paid your own school fees? No, 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 no. I paid my own school fees. What jobs are you doing? I was actually a general manager for a restaurant. So I did that passionately. The, but the first but the first few years the first few years no I was a bartender but for 6 months for just 6 months then I pushed myself to that point where I was like you know what can I do in this restaurant and then from then the owner said okay well you know what you're going to do you're going to run swept away and that is where I progressed from that and I worked you work hard, but at the same time, my thought was like, go back home, go back home. But at the same time, remember, I had something else that was also bringing me back home. So... <laughs> what is it? What the people we want? Do people have a right to know? Um... <laughs> Say the name. Okay, the love of my life <laughs> was also in Kenya. So for me, I was not willing and ready to let that go. Um, you can date, you can go out with other people, but I think our ideologies with that person in Kenya was better suited for me. So that's it. Yeah. Okay. Let's, I'm curious about one thing. If you're able to work and pay your own school fees, eh? mm-hmm. there's so many things that add up locally too. Is it that the the pay is so good in Germany or the school fees was so you know, affordable because I can't imagine working and paying my school fees but, uh, okay. kind of maybe but it's, it's difficult the school fees the school fees isn't um, toya um, sorry it's not expensive <laughs> it's not expensive but the accommodation is the upkeep the upkeep is so you really have to know how to maneuver your way around and to ensure that you have some quality of life and you know me as a person I'm somebody who cherishes um, my soft you know so for me you have to work hard you have to work hard what's the most difficult thing about coming back home what did you have to sacrifice I'm going to be very honest and I'll tell those people who are planning to come back home, have a plan. I'll be very honest. I didn't have a very good plan coming back home. For me, I was coming back home expecting that, oh, I have very good papers. So when I come back home, I'm going to get the best jobs and I'm going to settle back in well, but have a plan. Either you have to secure a job, secure a business that's really working well, but just don't come back home with the hopes that things are good. No, with your certificate, no. I'm going to tell people that doesn't work. What is the certificate now? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, when I came back, you know, what I had to do, I had actually to do a second degree. So I had to do a second degree because the first year was really 
terrible for me. So when I sat down with my father and he's like, okay, you're sitting down, what are you going to do with yourself? And I was like, okay, go back to school. And that's how I ended up in USIU to do a second degree because you just can't sit at home. Where's the second degree now? It is there, but at the end of it all, I think I'm a business person. I'm a business person and I'm an entrepreneur and I'm open to ideas and to do anything out there. So that's me. How did you end up in Germany? How did I end up in Germany? The first year that I was in Germany, I did au pair work. That's good, but how did you end up there? Yeah. That's what I'm telling you. I was an au pair. You don't know what au pair is? Oh, when you say first year in Germany, I'm asking, Kutoka Kenya, and of course, au pair work in my family. No, that's how I ended up. Like a Bluetooth device. No, that is it. That is it. You actually secure a job as an au pair. Mm. So you work for a year, you live with a family. What's an au pair? Oh, yeah, you see, you don't have an au pair. No, it's not really. It's like a nanny job. Mm -hmm. So I was there for a year, but at the same time, I was doing what we call as a, as a four Bereitungskurs for international. Which I understand fully. It's an. <laughs> explain for the purpose of the guest. It's, a, it's a, like I was in, in, uh, in Coburg, where you do uh, a course that prepares you before you join like a bridging a course. course. That's the bridging. Yeah, yeah, before you join, before you join campus. So okay. that was what I was doing. Social first year in Germany. Kenya, first year in Germany. Exactly. A family has to sponsor you to go. I'm asking for the thought process. Oh, the thought process. Do you know where? Do you know where the thought process was? I never. I never. <laughs> the thing is, I never. I never actually got scholarship to go to the US. But, but I never wanted to go to where everybody goes to. I'm not somebody who. You know, I don't align myself to what everybody wants to do. A rebel without Yes, exactly. So I told my parents, everyone is going to the U.S., but not me. <laughs> not me. I, I want to I'm go. Na, na after shida. Yes. And I started by, let's go to Gota Institute. Let me learn a foreign language. Let me do well, something. Go <laughs> yeah. So that's how I told my parents. I don't want to go there. And apart from that, I think going to the U.S., at that point, my brother's also abroad. It was a little bit too abroad steep. Steep. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, and you're abroad. It was too steep for my parents. Yeah. So I thought, I want to go somewhere where I can be self-reliant. Mm -hmm. And that is why I told them, I'm going to look for a country mm -hmm. in Europe whereby I can start my journey. And that's why I actually chose Germany. And... For me, also, I didn't understand why everyone was so much against the Germans. I'm a rebel. Yeah, but, but like, but the world was yeah, but I wanted to know: Are these people really like that? Mm. They are not. Why? No. No, I was treated really well in Germany. Maybe because I was a student, I was the only African student in the whole campus. But I excelled, and I didn't have. I I did not experience racism in the in campus. You know, and I came to realize with those people in Germany is learn somebody's culture. The same way we do in Kenya. Learn somebody's culture. Be open to them, and they'll be open to you. Simple. And I, I was always comfortable in that country. And that's why I call it my second home. New question. Mm-hmm. Do you regret it? No, I don't. I, no. In, I, 
I have a motto in life. I don't regret any decision I make. Any decision you make is an opportunity for you to either become better or for you to excel or to change your perspective about something. I don't regret. If I meet somebody today and they slap me in my face, I'm like, you know what? You've taught me a lesson. I like how you're choosing violence immediately. Slap me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> like, they can't even tell you, oh, you made a mistake here. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> because there are people who tell you, are you regretting? Are you regretting coming back? I don't regret. Look at me. Look at where I am. I have my family. I have my children. I, all these things it's, that I wouldn't have heard. If you had to do it over again, mm-hmm. would you still come back? If I was to do it all over again, honestly, no. What I would have done is asked that love of my life to actually come back. Come to Germany and stay with me. Did you ask him at the time? I did ask him. What did he say? But because Kenya is so comfortable to stay in, mm. and he didn't know what was awaiting him in Germany, he didn't understand that. At this point, he also tells me if we were to make the same decision today, he would have come there. So guys, what, what she's saying is, if the love of my life is Kenya. <laughs> Yeah. And then decide. And then decide. Don't decide you kill Oku Loka the palace and Odono. Come to Germany on a one Maisha Kwanza. See what TV, you can throw your shoes into the house, now you have a sofa set. Come to one and then decide. In conclusion. What next for Odukres? Right now, Ducrest is <laughs> how I call myself. I am into the entrepreneurial world. I think I've never closed my eyes into and my thoughts into what I want to achieve. I'm somebody who doesn't believe in average. I believe in excelling in life. And life has thrown a bit of, you know, bittersweet things in my direction. But for now, I'm looking into growing myself as an entrepreneur and just being a happy person. I think at the end of it all, it's ensuring that you achieve what you want to achieve. You make sure that your family is right and you give back to society. For me, those are the things that I really want to achieve right now. And... I hope that I can be able to impact, especially other girls out there, other women out there, to be able to push themselves out of the comfort zones. Because we all like our comfort zones. We like being in, you know, I like... It's it's in the name. It's comfort. Yeah, it's comfort. But I don't want to be in my comfort zone. I want to be pushed. Once I know I like like living in a three-bedroom house... I want to move into a four-bedroom house. You know, at a five, at a three-story, at a nini. Mimi nataka a good life. So for me... Tajenga flat, we should pick you up. Haki to pick you Nitembe tuju na chini. And so for me, it's just really growing and impacting whatever I've learned in my life to other women, other children, other even other men. Other men have learned from me. I think there are people who call me and usually tell me, I want to come back home and I tell them, what plan do you have? 
please. Stop. Make sure you set up. Set up at home, then come back. Then you will go back to Germany now. I would. I love that country. I would go to a foreign country now. I would. Opportunity I would. I would love to I I think I can open it. Guys, it's about the end of the podcast. Thank you for coming. I love Kenya and on a pet and a better Kenya mini meaning Kenya and a penda Kenya. I love it. I love it. But anyway, if if an opportunity comes anywhere, why not? Why not? Move on. Move on. At a way when I do a Kipato opportunity, you happy. Now just we'll just you just move on. President of the Republic from outside the Republic. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I have to stay so it's okay, I'll be your ambassador out there. So send me there. Nepotism, thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much, Manny, for coming into the podcast today. Thank you. And this is a microcosm of what we're going to discuss insofar as living abroad is concerned. I intend at some point to have someone who's actually still in the diaspora and trying to figure out whether to come back, should they come back in, and how to set themselves up locally. All I have so far are failed stories, so now Roger. I'm not a failed story. I'm not a failed story, though. Other than this one, mm-hmm. I only have failed stories. <laughs> so, uh, keep listening, and we'll have someone who's still in the diaspora and trying to figure out to come back in. And reach us on 0757122942 with any comments you have. WhatsApp only. Simply get I think I go through. And we'll see you in the next installment. Thank you.